honor and privilege to pray with you today. It's, uh, thank God for you know having the blessing to to be among you, and thank you, everyone, for giving me the blessing and the chance to be with you today again. Um, as we as we heard today, the uh, the miracle of uh, healing the paralyzed man, and uh, he was carried through the roof and it's um, it's very uh, known story to all of us and uh, most of uh, the contemplation and the uh, uh, you know the um, the sermons they're talking about uh, uh, the power of healing or the um, the, the the four friends uh, Today, after your permission and uh, John's absolution, we're going to talk about, you know, that it's time to remove the roof. We're not going to talk about it as much uh, as the regular sermons, but I'm going to talk about it just the fact that those people removed the roofs, okay? And uh, from our, uh, you know, spiritual sense as well, how can we remove the roof? Uh, in our life, and what what are the roofs that we need to be to, what that we need to remove uh, move, moving forward? Uh, in order to remove the roof, usually uh, there are trials and difficulty in each one's life, right? So, and trials comes with ob- with obstacles. So the obstacles in front of uh, this man was that he was completely paralyzed. And I'm sure he was praying. And uh, his an- he, like the, the answer to his prayer was complete silent. Uh, one of the scholars was saying, um, like, um, when we pray to God, we expect an answer. And when we, when we see, receive no answer, it means he's not listening. As a matter of fact, he is listening and he is responding. But uh, sometimes he responds by yes, sometimes he responds by no, and he sometimes responds by not now. And uh, some, one of the scholars said uh, it's similar to the traffic light, right? When you approach a traffic light, it's either green, amber, red, right? So green means go, okay, yes. Red means no, stop. Amber means not now or wait. And when God actually answers, when God does not answer to our prayer, it means he's answering as well. But his answer is no. So the fact that the things are not moving forward, it doesn't mean that God is not answering, but he's actually answering. But he's answering with no. And sometimes he's answering with not now. But he's always answering. And this is actually uh, like one fact that we have to, to understand and to grasp. So any, diffi- any difficulty, any trial must have uh, also time. So there is time limit. So we know that there is time and there is an end to it. And also if you remember uh, St. James when he was talking about... Uh, you know the the trials and uh, when when you when you fall into you know in, in temptation, uh, typically 
people actually are discouraged. But he's saying, be joyful. So how are we going to be joyful? We're going to be joyful because we know God is with us during the temptation. God with us during this path more than ever. Um, there was a story um, about uh, a man actually. Uh, he always dreamt that uh, he's walking uh, and on the beach and uh, he sees the, um, you know, that, that in, in, uh, you know, uh, in, in, in the, in, when he looks backward, he sees, um, you know, the, 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 the like his, his, um, the path of his feet, like uh, there are some marks. And he, when he looks actually beside his, his, um, his, uh, his marks on, on, on the ground, he sees also different, you know, bigger feet. So he knows that God is actually walking with him. When actually he gets into difficult time, he was, you know, looking at, you know, behind, and he's seeing only just two feet. So he kept complaining to God and says, like during the time of difficulty and during the time of trial, you left me. I have, you have been always with me. But now during the time of trial, do you leave me? Then uh, like uh, a thought came to him and told him, actually these marks are my feet marks because I'm actually carrying you. So you're not seeing your you know, marks on the ground. So during that difficulty and trial, God actually carried us. Uh, if you remember the story of the three youth, uh, the king, when actually he threw the three youth in the fiery furnace, based on normal calculation, he, he threw how many? Three, right? In the fiery furnace. And how many appeared in the fiery furnace? Four. And how many, when he actually I asked them to come out, how many came out? Three. So one is remaining in the fiery furnace. And that this one actually is the son of God. And he always remained in the fiery furnace. So he actually received anyone goes into those trials, into those temptations. And he be among, with them, among them. So he can make it actually uh, like a chilly uh, and, win, and, you know, and windy, windy and not actually uh, too hot and too extreme for the people in trial. So number one in difficulty and in trial, we know that he is always with us, okay? And it's kind of a spiritual journey. So if we want to actually to, you know, to experience God in this spiritual journey, we know that um, there is elevation. There is elevation of the heart. So the elevation of the heart, actually it comes through the, the trial, right? Uh, the second point, having community and having friends and uh, we always say that uh, okay this person has been healed because of his faith this person has been actually recovered because of his faith this lady was actually healed because of her faith but we never thought about this person was healed because of others faith or others pray prayers and this is a you know a great concept that our orthodox church is teaching us uh, when we ask for the intercession, we always ask for the intercession, for the intercession of saints, 
intercession of, uh, and the prayers of the saints, uh, prayers of others uh, within the community. And uh, this is where actually the four friends came. And uh, the four friends, uh, they represent also the, um, you know, the, uh, the four Gospels. Whoever is being carried by the four Gospels, even though when he comes into trial, he's always brought to life and brought to healing. Uh, and when we talk about also intercession, uh, typically we look at the icons around the church, right? So the icons is for saints who departed. But the church is telling us they are not dead. They just departed. They are living spirits. And they are actually encouraging us to continue our race. And St. Paul was talking about the race. And he's saying, complete the race. Continue the, the race, right? So when he say continue the race, he's actually referring to the old Olympics day, days. Because uh, he was talking to Greek people, right? So with the Greek, they have the, uh, the concept of uh, the Olympics and uh, the competition. So people actually end the race, you know, needs encouragement and we actually now on the race in the race and we need encouragement of the people actually who are watching us in heaven so this is where the intercession comes and this is where also the prayers of those saints comes the prayers between uh, uh, us and uh, you know the prayers uh, and the face of, uh, of people within the church who actually support people in uh, other trial or hardship. And uh, unfortunately nowadays we always say, oh, you must be busy, right? So one of the fathers was saying, there is uh, another, a new sin called the sin of busyness. Being busy. I'm always busy. I'm always on, on the run. I'm always just doing something. And I have no time for, 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 for even myself. But sometimes we, we need to, you know, put some time for others. So when we put some time for others, we'll be able actually to lift them up. And we feel good about ourselves and also about them. And they would feel good about, uh, you know, having someone in their life. Uh, the third point is the fact that they thought out of the box. Like uh, when they came to the house, there was actually friction. Friction between them and the people, you know, crowd, crowding the house, right? So they always saw friction. So first of all, they saw friction actually from taking this person from his bed to, uh, to, to the road. He always used to be at, at his bed. He, always paralyzed, he has been paralyzed for some time. So it was friction to take him. And then friction to get into the house. And they saw everyone is blocking the house. And to be honest with you, this is one of the main times, one of the major times when actually they said the Pharisees were in the house. Right? So the Pharisees at the time, they were like the servants or sometimes they called men of God. Right? So I'm just scared that I, as a man of God, sometimes could be an obstacle in front of you. And this should not happen. This should not actually occur, right? So if you actually feel that I could become a plaque, 
then we have to think out of the box how to reach to Christ. And usually, uh, in the service, they always say, the man of God, or the servant, should not be blocking the way to Christ. As a matter of fact, he should be holding the people's hands, and holding Christ's hand, and they put them together. If I keep holding you know, people's hand, and Christ's hand, and just keep walking, I didn't, I didn't do anything. But if I actually connect them together, then I did my job. And this is the difference between like men of God in the Old Testament and men of God in the New Testament. So men of God in the New Testament should be actually connecting. And in the past, in the Old Testament, we have seen Pharisees uh, and uh, the men of God that represents you know, God's presence blocking people from you know, reaching to Christ. And those friends, I applaud those friends because they thought out of the box. And sometimes we need to think out of the box. And uh, they actually went up to the roof and they lowered this person. As a matter of fact, in the old days, and also most of the time nowadays, the only thing that's lowered is a coffin, right? So if you think about it, anything is lowered downstairs is coffins, right? So in a spiritual sense, they lowered a dead spiritual person, and he received life. And this is what we need to do. We always lower our coffins in front of Christ. And when we do that, we receive life. And when they lowered this, you know, uh, paralyzed person, the first thing that the Lord said, and the expectation was, you know, stand up or arise, right? And this is the fourth point, to arise. But uh, strangely, he said, your sins are forgiven. So your sins are forgiven. It's, it's a little bit strange. And uh, as a matter of fact, um, uh, St. John Chrysostom, he said, uh, uh, those four friends, what they did, was amazing because they did all of this effort and they, they made an effort of uh, removing the roof, lowering the, the, the paralyzed man, and they didn't say anything. What they did, they put the problem in front of Christ. And he, they said, they didn't say anything. They didn't say heal him. They didn't say he, he's in trouble. Like, like he's, he's looking at the situation. And it's up to him to deal with the situation according to his wisdom. And um, when they lowered him, okay, their role almost like, like we never actually, you know, we never actually heard about them anymore. Like now it's conversation between the Lord and the paralyzed man. Where are those friends? They actually hid uh, away. They actually, you know, just stepped away. Because their role is, is completed. Their role is done. They actually wanted to get this person um, or this situation or this problem to be in front of the Lord. And then they just, in a humility and humbleness, they just disappeared. And there is no mention about them in the story. Even though they are the heroes of the story, supposedly. But they actually stayed out of the picture. So the hero of the story should be Christ.
the center of the story should be Christ, not them. So we always say, you know, the story of the four men. Actually, it's, as a matter of fact, the story of Christ healing the paralyzed man brought by those four men. I think this is how it should be actually, you know, titled. And this is the, 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 um, the outcome of removing the, the roof. So it's time to remove the roof in our life and to bring Christ in the middle, in the middle bring Christ in the center. And he told, he told him, your sin is forgiven. So when he told him, this, your sins were forgiven, everybody wondered, who's this to forgive sins? As a matter of fact, this was a real problem. This, this was the core of this man's problems. He actually had sins in his life. And he made, it made him paralyzed. Those sins made him paralyzed. Spiritually paralyzed before physically being paralyzed. And then just to please people, he said, okay, yeah, like what's easier? To say to him, forgive, if your sins is forgiven? Or to make him walk, rise and walk? And for, you know, just the, the you know, the, in front of people's eyes, he told him, okay, just walk. And that's easier. So the easier thing is to walk. But the harder or the difficult thing is to forgive the sins or to have his sins forgiven. I'm going to conclude with a story. And this story actually is completely vice versa to having a physical healing. But you will see that there is actually a spiritual healing could come from the physical illness. Uh, there used to be a lady who's active in the church and keeps serving the church. And uh, one day, she became paralyzed. And she stayed home. And she couldn't go anywhere. And then the priest kept, you know, just visiting her and asking about her. And she said, she told him once, I want to serve. So he kind of, you know, laughed and he said, how are you going to be serving? You need to be served. You are paralyzed. We're actually praying that you get healed. He, she said, no, but I want to serve. I want to continue my service. I need names of people with problems so I can pray for them. So he just, you know, put his hands in his pocket and brought a paper with, you know, number of problems that he didn't even read yet. So she actually started, you know, praying for them for a couple of weeks. And then he went to visit her again. And he told her, like, what did you do? I kept getting people that I have no idea about their problems. And they keep saying, our problems got, got, got resolved. Thank you for your prayers. And he did not even pray for them. So he said, well, continue your service. And he kept actually handing her more papers with problems. And she kept praying, problems get resolved. So the point or the, 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 the concept is the, the healing comes from removing the roof. And when we remove the roof, we have Christ in the middle. If we have Christ in the middle, it doesn't matter if we have physical disability or problems in our lives. As long as we have Christ in the middle, we can actually see the spiritual healing comes, the spiritual you know, solutions comes before the physical solutions. And this is what's important. And uh, whenever we have trial, whenever we have problems, we need to think out of the box in order to get Christ in the middle 
Christ in the middle of the problem, Christ in the middle of the situation, and he will be one, he will be the one who's solving the problem. And this is actually, I'm talking to myself before any of you, that we need to have Christ in the middle of our life, to be in the situation and to solve our problems. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.